Welcome to Between Two Furrows, where two bros talk about art and try to figure out the f***ing universe. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Check it out. Alright, Scott, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I can't complain myself. Um, getting some stuff together to finally just, uh, I guess, live easier for what we can right now. You know, COVID, whatnot. Yeah. I definitely can understand that. Um, I kind of wanted to talk to you today about like storytelling. Mm, okay. Uh, what do you think makes a good story? I guess that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. Since mm. we're gonna be going into making our story manga soon. Yeah. So at least for story, how as far as story goes, uh, the the bare essential that I feel makes a good story is one deliberate. Um, storytelling device, uh, and it can be as bare bones or as complicated as need be. Uh, but if it's going to be like really bare bones, like say like One Punch Man, like going back to that, like strongest man in the world, One Punch, that's it. It's like okay, it has to. If it's bare bones, it has to be like something that a lot of people haven't seen or no one's ever seen before. Mm. Mm-hmm. Something that hasn't been seen or no one's ever seen before? Like, you mean, like, when One Punch Man showed up, it was something that no one has ever seen before, because this guy's never... There was never a manga or anyone where just the guy beats everybody in One Punch. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like first-come, first-serve thing. I see. Hmm. So you don't think there's any way to make a story work without having, like, some surprisingly, like, uh, different, I guess, nuance about the story? Um, well, yeah, I was uh, thinking that uh, if you want to create something like that again, um, mm. always do, like, um, what is it, research as well. Mm. Uh, and then you can discover, oh, okay, maybe that's been, uh, it's been done before, maybe people already know about it. If they don't know about it, maybe then you can capitalize on it if you want to do that. Uh, but uh, say if it's already well known, then, like you're saying, you can add a nuance to it, a uh, fresh take on it. Because mm-hmm. I like the idea of like Megalobox. Obviously, the topic isn't exactly new, but mm-hmm. like like you said, there's a fresh spin on it as far as what exactly the type of boxing it is. Oh yeah, in a way. Honestly, it's just even more ridiculous than it is already in real life. So honestly, uh-huh. uh, it's kind of funny how they allow this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, what do you think makes a short story good? Mm, ooh, yeah, that is a completely different realm. Short, yeah. <laughs> short story, huh. I feel more, of course, like the quality over quantity, not even just for like the illustrations, but if it's a pure story, um, having it maybe be as realistic as you can so then it's like not too jarring with like how short it is and there's not too much skipping around at least like the time flow is very realistic and then you can add uh, more elements to kind of help stick to that time flow gotcha you could say Hmm. yeah i was just thinking now that like usually short stories seem to start kind of in the middle of the story. Like, say, like, the beginning is already kind of established, or it's just, like, I'm climbing a mountain, and it's not going to take me very long to climb the mountain, but I reach some obstacle, and then some other thing helps me get there, basically. Like, mm-hmm. and then you get to the top of the mountain. Like, it takes, like, ten minutes, but it happens, and it doesn't take that long, but the events of the story happens as, oh, I'm an adventurer, things are looking good, things aren't looking good, things are looking better, things are looking great. Like, but really quickly, I guess, in the oh, trajectory of the story. Because it's literally just like, I'm climbing a mountain. It's not like, I'm going to climb this mountain and slay a dragon, then go back to the kingdom and deliver the treasure. It's just like, my purpose is just to climb the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's got to establish a very clear and fast goal. And like, or um, I have an idea of kind of like, say you have some dude 
that's say a samurai for some reason and he's going to go fight some guy in the rain somewhere and then like on the way there there's a flashback of like all the things that happened like five years ago and then he fights this guy and then he says something that reminds him of five years ago and he's like oh my god it's this guy and you're just like but he's just a samurai he fights people for a living like it doesn't matter who he fights and then like the past cutscene could just be like oh this guy died but he didn't die because he's fighting you right now and then you're just like involved involved in the story like halfway mm. through and then maybe the conflict gets resolved and it's like just a fast five page thing like I think those types of ways of doing storytelling could be like involving, and I like those ways of doing it. I was wondering, like, um, I think I just tunnel visioned on that thought, honestly. But <laughs> do like what? What short stories do you think uh, kind of captured you in that kind of way? Huh? Yeah, I hadn't thought about it. I think I was thinking more in terms of, I guess. Uh, like a motion film or like a feature motion film. Mm. Uh, I think I was thinking of it too much that way. And then I don't my... think that's a problem. Yeah. At least I felt like too my horizon wasn't wide enough. And it's like, Oh, mm. it should be like in real time. But it's like, wait, no, there's other ways to intelligently tell a story within like a limited space. Yeah. Of... for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh wait, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, Cause you can, right. yeah. Cause you can skip around in, like the events of a timeline to where it can uh like say deepen the mystery and then also tell the story in a good way uh there's mm. like good ways and bad ways to like skip around in a timeline but it's like oh wait yeah i forgot you can do that um i think it's because it was so short that i thought maybe it's not the best thing to like skip around but that can be again like the deliberate move that you're trying to make yeah sure yeah and, like, yeah I, forgot I don't that. think what your way of doing that story what you said earlier i don't think that's a bad way of thinking too yeah i think it's just like whatever kind of like the storyteller wants to bring out and i think mm -hmm. it's just the way we we basically think about things i think you're more of the visual storyteller of just like i don't know i feel like for um you're really good at art like you really are good at art and <laughs> i feel like you focus a lot on the design of it in that way of thinking and it's fine if you just need another person's outside view because everybody needs that, I think. Mm. If that made any sense at all, because I keep fucking forgetting yeah. what we talked about before. <laughs> yeah, I think that does make sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, time. Goddamn. Time. <laughs> time is a mysterious thing. Okay. Uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about specifically? I think it was more on world build. Oh, world building. Okay. The world building. I guess the other day, there is, and it can start from things as simple as this. I have just like this mental scape uh, that I want to develop, and it's basically an island in the shape of a traditional. Um. What is it like a fold-out fan? Hmm. Um, like the japanese fans or like yeah yeah and it's basically in that general shape and um i named it like fan out island and stuff like that and so it has it's also, a very like, if the fan is chinese or like another culture i'm sorry i don't know anything about oh. anything yeah yeah I forgot the name that, but... <laughs> yeah i don't know where those fans came from i think there's a lot of them just across everywhere but continue yeah. um but yeah, I had, it's like basically my mental scape and then thinking about how would I set this up in terms of like landmarks, how large is the island, uh, say if there's a city, are there like other maybe like smaller villages where maybe there's like farms and everything. So like world building in terms of if you want to have like a really in-depth world, mm. um, maybe for like important um story pieces you might want to just like have a good map layout of that place Definitely. so then it's easy to uh translate like distance in terms of like how the characters define it and then it's like you could even include the map as a tidbit 
or like bonus content. It's like, oh wow, they're just like right over here. How did they not hear that? They're right over here. And kind of like more um critical thinking and it's like, wow, that's really cool. It brings you more into the story. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you have that layout plan. I like that, I think, with um uh, my hero academia i think he does a very good job of using mm. proximity i don't know if you've gotten to the i don't know specifically what arc it is but i'm going to try to, to reduce the amount of spoilers but i think yeah. it's around the third one where they go into a big like stronghold basically stronghold. and mm. they like go through a whole bunch of tunnels with the different hero guys oh but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you know where I'm talking about. But like I like the way that the depth of that place mm-hmm. and I felt the pacing of it was like really good. It really was. Like really, really good. And um I think that's a very good job. That I mean, I think the author slash artist does a very good job of just uh <sighs> what was my point here? Proximity, yes. I think it's a very mapped out terrain. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Everybody gets to a certain spot because they went a certain way and then they meet up. But like it he I don't even think he needed to have the place one hundred percent mapped out. It just had the the mystery of I don't know where I'm going and all these people took different routes and then I'm going to use the background to define them as different places. And mm-hmm. just the way he drew the backgrounds made it just very believable. Like, I never forgot that I was in this tunnel or, like, a catacomb kind of area. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's very important in storytelling, too. Like, just the consistencies and shadows and backgrounds and, like, whatever you're trying to convey. And just, you know, I would not to say copy-paste, but just continuing <laughs> the vibe across all your panels and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess if you're specifically going into comic books, if this is for animation, don't take any of our advice because we suck at that. But uh, well, Scott's better at it than me. I'm like a fledgling, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I am not even. I've read the book and haven't even kept to, like gathered the courage to do it. I want to get better at drawing. That's my excuse. Mm, so yeah, it's it's really fun though. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I. I feel like animation will help me kind of like go with a couple of things with drawing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like I get into the habit of overthinking things. Like I need to release this damn YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, I wanted to also talk about ruts. Oof. Yeah, I actually had that on my mind. Yeah, but specifically, how they can kind of like be different. Okay. Uh. This is kind of what I'm going to talk about in my video. So sorry if everybody has a repeat of this. But I also like this podcast because it gives me the opportunity of not making just a six-minute video. Because uh, uh, I want to be myself. So mm-hmm. that's really something I want to make important in my videos. And I'm trying to convey that in my videos without yeah, sounding too, uh, without a better word, Hollywood. Mm. Or like, oh, mm scripted weird plasticky kind of to some water yeah so uh in the video that i'm trying to make is i i guess there's this rut that i'm in right now of overthinking things and kind of perfectionism but not exactly Um, yeah yeah one i'm trying to build the habit of being a content creator which is very difficult for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. It's it's this. I think one is this year and needing to dedicate more time to just having our space taken care of, and then we can divulge into the other things that will soon provide us with funds to take care of that space. Yeah, I think it's the transition. I feel you. I think it's also the mindset of uh, something's got to change. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of things on my mind of what I want to accomplish, and I feel like I just want to take them all out at once, I guess. Uh, but I'm trying to slow down with the YouTube. I'm trying to give myself a little bit more space now and being like, okay, instead of rushing this video out, how about I just like 
make videos at a slower pace because obviously like making a video once a week isn't working like it's not like um i keep being like i'm gonna finish this video and then i'm just like putting it off but like i want to do it it's so frustrating right like, I, I hate that <laughs> like i don't want i it's so frustrating so i'm trying to stop that like i have footage now like i've been trying to get it together uh, but I've been trying to figure out how I want to deliver it. So basically, I'm trying to get better at making YouTube videos. And yeah, mm -hmm. that's the kind of rut that I've been in. It's been like a circle of overthinking. And then I think there's several different types of them because like it can be a creative one because I know there's this writer's block and like artist block, obviously. Yeah, I've had surprising like... I usually don't get artist block, but mainly, or block in terms of, like, uh, creating ideas. It's just waiting for not just, like, the best time, but, like, eh, a better time. And it's, it's, like, the in-between, and it's, like, you're not wait. You say that you're not waiting for the best time, but it's, like, in-between, but even then, that's not coming. And you're kind of, like, in my case, I would be making more of like smaller excuses where say i wouldn't have like an hour to get into my flow where it's like you could just make a thumbnail sketch and that doesn't even take more than 30 minutes kind of thing. It, thumbnail sketch 30 minutes <laughs> well, how big are your thumbnails bro? yeah exactly <laughs> like, if i have 30 minutes i can make a tiniest like what like two by three inch thumbnail kind of yeah. thing so it's that where I'm realizing that I can fill my space in with more preparation and then I can like have a flow, but it's just stretched out over the week. And it's just kind of like go at it while as you can instead mm -hmm. of like a dedicated time. Or It's not so much of like a huge block, but like smaller chunks and they're like easily digestible throughout the week. Kind yeah. of thing. I'm trying to do the same thing. Uh, I'm trying to incorporate smaller chunks of just everything, but yeah, I was thinking about maybe focusing on one thing at a time, but then I was like, maybe that's not enough because I have a lot more free time, obviously, because of just the COVID situation. So I'm going to try to do like two things at a time. Right, right. And I think what I'm going to do is like yoga and then content creation. I think mm. those two things I want to focus on every day as much as possible because yoga uh everybody probably knows yoga for adrian if you don't then <laughs> yeah. i don't know how you exist on youtube without seeing one of her thumbnails at least mm -hmm. but and if you don't like yoga that's fine do whatever but i just kind of see it as one it's kind of exercise in a way that you're stretching and you're just, you know, realigning your body. And then it's kind of meditative because you're focusing on the breath. So I see that as a combination of just moving my body, getting myself going, and mm -hmm. taking time for myself. And that kind of encompasses all of the other things I want to do. Like I want to work out and I want to meditate more often just for myself. So yeah. those things together, I think, would be good just in the sense of one action of kind of yoga and then i can introduce those other two things easier and then i could do the content creator and not feel as bad that i'm not working out or like doing the other stuff because then those once i build these two habits i can add on the working out so i could, it's just like another part of my day because like well now when i get home from work at like 6 a.m 6 30 a.m Oof. I uh, I still I like do the dishes I do the laundry and then I go to sleep I'm like that's become a very well now I just started doing the laundry but like before I would just get home do the dishes and then I would go to sleep because I I did I want to do that as like a discipline thing like a yeah this is like I'm closing the restaurant kind of that's how I feel about it like I'm going uh -huh. home and then I finish it and then I do that and then I go to sleep and then some days I'll like mop the floor now. Because I want to kind of in, induce more discipline in my life, really. Yeah, same, same. So I feel like 
I'm being a little unfair to myself by trying to introduce seven habits a day, like all the time. And I feel like just being more realistic because everything's kind of a skill, right? So why try to like master seven skills in like the same week when you could just master kind of one and then that becomes your habit and then master another one and then that becomes your habit. Oh, so like the weakest, like the the full time to not only introduce it, but then to solidify it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I feel like, hmm, if you make a like a concerted, is that a concerted? Is that a word? A concerted effort, effort, concerted effort to like, uh, just do one thing for a week. I feel like on the eighth day, it'll be on your mind, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be fair. So you wake up on the eighth day and you're like, okay, now that I've done yoga for seven days straight, I now I'm thinking about yoga when I wake up, I think, because I did it yesterday, the day before that, and then five days before that. So now if I wanted to be a YouTube creator, let's just break down the steps of what that would be. That'd be just like recording footage, right? So mm-hmm. just keep recording stuff every day, like record one thing every day. And then at the end of the week, make the video, right? Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, how long it takes for you to do yoga. You had a specific time set for the yoga. So you probably either do the yoga before YouTube or, or like after it. And then, you know, you would stay on track because you did the yoga before. And if you made a concerted effort to do the YouTube thing once a day, which is just literally recording something for a little while, doesn't matter. I feel like that's a good way to just tackle adding habits to your life. Hmm. Yeah, like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to make this my experiment. So no one just be like, this is the magic pill for success because it's not. You, you no. got to do it, obviously. But like. I'm going to try it. But I've done a lot of yoga, so I'm going to try just doing yoga and then content creating of just like what I said, recording and doing other stuff. Like I'm going to just draw and then record more often. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, aside from like fitting in drawing where I can with like the very volatile schedule that I have, um, I'm glad that I have my, uh, what is it, my drawing tablet. It's an iPad Air, third generation for if you don't know. It's smaller than the iPad Pro, which is great, and it still uses the Apple Pencil, but it cannot use the Apple Pencil too, unfortunately, but you still get an Apple Pencil. Uh, that has really spearheaded uh, my big, or my big reintroduction to art like uh, so many months ago when I had gotten it from a coworker actually at the school that I worked at uh, before COVID. Um, and so it's the accessibility for me because uh, say I can do all like my full potential kind of art at my desk because I have like the internet resource and it's a computer and that's more customizable than an Apple product. It's easy to load stuff on there uh, to put assets on there and everything. Uh, but you can also load a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I use Clip Studio Paint, and it's also available for um, Apple products, even for, um, like, iPhone. I don't know how anybody can use it on an wow. iPhone. I don't understand that. Like, that, yeah. that actually blows me away. Like, there's right. so many people that, like, draw with their finger, apparently, and I was like, it's, what? Yeah, I guess it's, like, more painting, and they use, like, a large, uh, maybe, like, larger brushes, and they zoom in and stuff to get like the detail work but it's like that is so much like management of like screen space that hurts my feelings like yeah. that's that's how much i don't want to do that <laughs> right <laughs> oh, i have it on the ipad um and clip studio they have like the cloud and everything it's it's a great cloud yeah um, i didn't expect that when i got it continue right? yeah yeah it's a great cloud you can put all of your works from your computer onto there it's it loads like uh, you don't have to wait long at all. It's only like, it's like um, up to a minute or so for stuff. Once you once it is confirmed to be on the cloud, you can see it within like the next minute on whichever device you want to view it on. And then you can work on it, like bring the original file format to 
say like in my case the iPad from my computer. And so I can load pretty much all the same tools onto my iPad. So it's basically the drawing the drawing tools are exactly the same. And if I set myself up um, intelligently, then I can do the exact same work away from my computer anywhere that I need, uh, dependent on if I have like a really good, um, or if my iPad is charged. And that can last a very long time. It has a really good battery power. Yeah, I imagine they're a lot better than they were in like 2005. <laughs> yeah, it's better than my phone battery. And I had that battery replaced as well. And I don't know how that is, but I guess it's just for like, um, I guess the iPad is bigger, so it makes sense that the battery could be more accommodating for longer use. But yeah, if you have, um, speaking from experience, if you're in a rut where it's not as accessible to you, either you can uh, combine both what Joe and I are saying uh, you can combine maybe habits, and then for me it was accessibility. Uh, and I can, we could probably take like lessons from both of what we're saying and combine them together for like a bigger uh, benefit as well. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also like something to be said about just being human, and like we're not yeah. perfect as artists yet. Yeah, uh, and how we. Uh, it's just like society is really far beyond what a lot of human capabilities can sometimes accommodate for. You know? Oh, I don't know. I feel yeah. like we can do it. I just yeah, feel we... like... Uh, yeah. We just are not used to the sacrifice quite yet. We're also artists, so we're naturally a little bit more on the lazy side. That's just more creative people. I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's just how we are. And then uh, overcoming that is truly what makes the difference. Like, that's... You know, that's kind of like what life is. So uh, putting in the work and then getting the results is just natural of just putting out the work at so many times. Basically, you're just throwing a lot of darts. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say here. Like, you're taking your art darts and you're throwing them, and some people are picking them up, and some people aren't. Like, get over it. That's that's the part that you need to get over. Like, uh, I'm still working on that myself. So I can get these videos out. Like after this, I'm probably going to show my videos to someone and some people to mm -hmm. just kind of be like, "Hey, does it seem like fucking weird?" <laughs> and then go from there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what other ruts? Hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, you were talking about perfectionism uh at one point and then maybe about ruts when you're actually in the work i guess because fatigue can happen and then you can get frustrated from that fatigue yeah, yeah. i just thought about something oh yeah i think something that can really cause a rut and it's something that i think is causing me a rut with all of my life <laughs> yeah. is that i don't have a proper like procedure of doing things for like for example, making YouTube videos, like I don't have a proper like framework. And the problem is like, since I haven't really dived into it since like middle school, I don't really know editing software as much. Like I do, but I don't. Like I know how to do transitions and stuff like that and like zoom ins and stuff like that. But like now effects and editing has gotten like far beyond that. But I'm not even trying to use those effects, but it's not as like fast as it used to be, and it feels like more awkward than it's ever been for some reason. And I feel like that's why it always stops me. Like looking at the camera feels weird. <laughs> it feels really weird, and I'm just like, where am I supposed to look? Do I look you directly in the eye, or do I just look at you sometimes? And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, process of doing things like it took me a long time to figure out how to do digital art in a process because like I didn't know what thumbnails were until like this year, and then uh, like I didn't know uh, like um, that you could do multiple sketches before you dive into a fine piece, and then I was like, uh, not really studying anatomy the right way when I was beginning, and like it took a long time for me to 
build that understanding and I had to do a lot of other shit to like get that understanding because there's a lot of other things in life that kind of like overlap so yeah it's weird I had to build my understanding of just life and other skills before I could definitely understand what was going on in art so that happened (laughs) and like now I have a procedure of art but I do not have a procedure of creating content or yeah. like, I have all of this data on how people do animations, but I don't do animation. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have all this, uh, like, I see my favorite YouTubers, and I see how they make videos. And I'm like, it'd be cool to make a video about like that. But I don't want to, like, make their channel. Like, I don't want to be, like, Ross Straws, but Fabi Sketch. Like, I don't want that. But, like, I like his style of videos. Like, I can yeah. never emulate that energy and feel like myself, because that's obviously not me. Like, <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to figure out that balance and how to, like, put that on the screen without having, like, a friend on camera with me. Because, like, that's something that's hard to do. Yeah. I yeah, I remember, what was it? I had that same kind of transition for when I was doing um, earlier this year. Uh, before we restructured our school for purely virtual uh, mm-hmm. teaching or a more a redesigned version of our virtual teaching. Uh, we were making um, pre-recorded lessons instead of live lessons. Uh-huh. And so I had to get used to basically doing a live drawing while also interacting with the camera. And I used my, uh, this is before I had my very nice uh, web camera. Uh, that was uh, given to me for uh, teaching uh, opportunity this past summer. Mm. So I recorded it on my iPad. Uh, I'm glad that the camera's going on there, but I had to sync the audio. And so it took a little bit, but then sometimes, oh man, the I uploaded it through Google Drive, and sometimes it would be around uh, like 30 minutes or so, maybe like 25 minutes. And yeah. It took so long, and it was so annoying just to wait for that to know uh, if there were like any details that I missed. I'm surprised you don't like Apple products. Yeah, I. Oh, you're surprised that I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be like that in high school, but that was because of ignorance, and that was like early Apple. But nowadays, it's like, yeah, they're. It's because of the. Uh, what is that word? The symbiotic nature of all of the products, like say, like through Mac and then uh, iPhone through iPad, like the say the. That's a choice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's all of like the ease of access, the ease of flow of information that kind of like draws me away from the very glaring stuff that Apple has. Like you can't really customize your phone the same way, like say, like Samsung can, Uh, and then Samsung. Yeah, and then Samsung has its own flaws, like you have to call a number to listen to your voicemail. And they Do have like their... <laughs> Yeah, they have like their own uh, pros and cons. Um it's just that it's being comfortable. I think what uh, yeah, it's a choice of being comfortable, um, alluding to what you said earlier. Yeah, for like Apple products. I guess so. Yeah, cause... I think it's like uh I don't know. I like the ease of access. Like, that's actually funny, because that's the reason why I like Apple right now. <laughs> that's the only thing, Because, like, it's really good, and uh, AirDrop is amazing. <laughs> yeah, AirDrop. AirDrop. AirDrop yeah, you is Amazing. Data flies through the air at the speed of sound and just shows up on my computer from my phone. Like, what Damn. are you talking about? Like, are you, at the exact same quality as I recorded it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, it showed up so quick, so fast, 30-minute video, so quick, so easy. Like, I don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's funny that you're not on Apple. Like, <laughs> this conversation is just making me laugh, because you're just like, it took so long, and I was just like, airdrop, bitch. But, yeah. yeah. It's funny that you used to like Apple. I used to hate Apple. And then we kind of swapped, but I still like Windows. I still like see the necessity of it because they want to hold yeah. on to their exclusive programs or whatever. 
but I don't know. I think there's a there's a tool for everything. Yeah, honestly. Like for example, I would like to make music on a Windows computer because I feel like it's just more natural to me when I'm doing office stuff. And then uh, I would like a Mac computer for doing my art stuff because I feel like it's more natural for like creative stuff and I can just drag and drop stuff and like the gestures are very more like I don't know artsy. <laughs> yeah, and the colors on Apple products, especially just let's just say Macs, like mm. iPhones, there that's a completely different thing. That's mobile, but the colors are so much more vibrant and they feel more true on Macs compared to most laptops or desktops that I've used. The way I see it is like, like I said, like the MacBook Pro, I feel like is like the artist's canvas, yeah, honestly, and like the fucking. Windows computer is a notepad. <laughs> it's lined paper from my friends. It's lined paper. But yeah. Um, what was I talking about? What is the point of this conversation? Devices? Hmm. We were at devices. <laughs> Retracing our steps. Devices. Yes. Ease, of, Ease access. of access. Well, we're talking about ruts for sure. Yeah, but... ruts. Yeah. I don't remember how we got to there. Mm. See, this is the this is the <laughs> difficulty of like podcasting because like I'm gonna get called out on this so much if we <laughs> if we keep this up because like oh my god, no man, we down already. Come on, man. I need to get some of Joe Rogan's Alpha Brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sponsor, by the way. Oh, I'm not even gonna tell you where to get it. I'm not even gonna tell you where to get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah ruts I think for I me I think we talked in, okay actually never mind he's got more to talk about yeah I, I alluded to it earlier it's not much more than um um when you're working on a piece it's just like mental fatigue from working on it uh where say before like um 17 to 21 or so that age range uh for me i was able to just sit down for a piece for like eight hours and it's like oh yeah i think it's more of a zen kind of feel but then probably it's when i got more serious and i was trying to focus on improving my craft that it took more mental energy and now um i'm trying to like uh have just like smaller chunks and then i don't feel the fatigue and when i did that Eric, actually, earlier this year, it I felt really great. I didn't feel nearly as tired mentally. Didn't get yeah. frustrated. Yeah, it's just honestly, um, there are apps for this where you can um, set uh, sessions. Like for me, I would set sessions of three sessions for like thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes, five or ten minute breaks in between, and then the fourth break. Uh, after three of those, the fourth break is the longest one, and that would be like for an hour or so, just to let myself um, reassess, like take a step back. It's like, okay, when I come back to this, I can try this out. And so it was more breaks in between, and it worked more with um, uh, concentration. I try to play to uh, the general length of how long a person can concentrate on something or keep their interest, which is 20 well, minutes. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes or so. And so that really helped me stay focused on the in the long term of it. Yeah, that um that 20 minute window is usually like the flow state thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you try to do this every day? Is that like what your goal is? Um, my goal? Yeah, honestly, my goal would be <clears throat> at least not to finish a piece. That would be um, a really good incentive to finish uh, one piece every day, a meaningful piece. It could even be a sketch. Um, maybe just like um, a doodle that maybe experiments or dabbles in something that I want to try uh, set up. But I do want to do something artistic every single day because I haven't really, <laughs> like the, a couple of days ago, I made a flyer for a virtual art gallery for school. And like, yeah, I felt really good about that and everything. It's more graphic design based. I put a few doodles in there to kind of like have its own spins. Like, hey, um, uh, virtual gallery under construction. I put like um, caution tape and everything. It's like, it's under construction. And that felt really good. 
but I haven't done uh, my first passion, which is um, basically just um, fine illustration, uh, conceptualization of, say, either a character or maybe a concept. Not so much with type. Because um, mm. the longer that I go on without having created something, I don't feel like an artist. And that's I know that's ah. not true. Um deep down but it's like that's just like the feeling that i guess like man i don't feel like an artist right now I think i'm not I creating think, i think that's just your 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 fucking soul just being like you there's more out there yeah. like i think that's just your your one piece spirit honestly because <laughs> like that's how i feel too that's why I want to do YouTube because I want to entertain people. And then I want to find that opportunity and like build that bridge to like my story. Like, cause like I, like I told you, I'm making that manga and then I have like video game ideas, but like, I don't want to just do one thing and die. Like, that, like that's not in my list of things to do. Yeah. We I can do, do a lot of things. Yeah, we can do, um, we plan maybe right now, like, short-term doing one really good, like, great thing, putting, like, all of our best effort into that, and then, like, what you're saying, we don't want to stick with just one thing and have that be, like, uh, the magna, what, magnus? Magnum opus. Yeah, magnum opus, <laughs> magnum opus of our lives. Like, yeah, we still have all this time, we can move on to something else. <laughs> Did you just remember that term from last time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's just funny to say. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's yeah. like we can um step on like every single thing that we do in our lives is just a stepping stone to the next thing we don't know when we're gonna stop as long as we still want to create stuff <sighs> yeah i just okay i'm gonna write this down actually i'm gonna be like right make process for youtube video Maybe that's something I need to dive more into. Cause like um, I'll just write on my to do list like YouTube video, and then I'm just like, what does that mean? Huh? <laughs> and I Wait, never really what? thought about that. Yeah, let me ask you a question, and I want to see if you concur with it or you agree with it. So you have all this artistic. Um, say like our future potential and then what we want to do right now and just the energy and it's like yeah let's do this and essentially all of that and you want to explode with that in like a burst and do everything mm. like but just like and that could not maybe not even doing everything but just doing like one thing and it's like just output output uh, essentially like that like putting out maybe in our case like art piece um maybe like at least one art piece every day and it's like yeah i'm exploding with like creative energy it's like yeah i'm feeling it and building momentum kind of thing how do i feel about that in particular yeah i guess the word explode is the key word i feel like that's not the best way of doing it because exploding to me is kind of a destructive Oh, okay. Yeah, like, um, I would like to see everybody do art in the same way everybody exercises. It's kind of like, huh, um, you don't show it every day, right? You are not unless you're like a physical trainer or like an athlete, you're not literally showing yourself working out every day. Yeah. And I like the idea of maybe doing it as like a martial artist or say you spar three times a week, but you train every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, say like today I'm drawing, right. And I post a story being like, I'm drawing today, just doing some sketching. And then out of one of those sketches, I'm like, I like this sketch. And then I'll scan it into my computer. I'll drop it on to uh, clip art studio and then tomorrow i'll ink it and then i'll post that on instagram and then like the next day i'll do some sketching and then i'll put that on my story mm -hmm. and i won't post an actual like post and then i'll just do a couple more sketches or whatever the next day 
And then the next day after that, well, I after doing all those sketches, I was like, I like this sketch. And then I put that one into my scanner and then I make that into like a really nice piece and I painted it and it looks really nice. So now I've got like two pieces done in a week and I've got all this practice done in between and I didn't burn out because I wasn't forcing myself to do all these other pieces. And I took a lot of time to just focus on these two pieces that I really liked. So it was natural. It felt good. The flow was nice. I wanted to do it and no one got hurt. <laughs> like that's how I feel the process should be because at that point you're not focusing on uh there's something that i learned this year to, that really changed the game for me is like i attachment to your sketching and your art and being attached to every little picture and i feel like that's super damaging it's not a good thing to do i see what you mean it's it makes you think about that one thing as like this is what represents you as an artist and everything before that is just a building block up to this moment and you're like ah oh, if i don't draw anything better than i've ever drawn before then i've never improved and i suck and i feel like that's dangerous yeah yeah it makes you feel like you're not good and it makes you feel like you're shit because like some days you'll draw really well or like one drawing will be better than the other drawing and that's just how it goes it just depends on how you're feeling and like your brain, your, where you're at. Like, I don't think trying to force yourself to make a piece every day is going to work. Like, some days you have no time and no brain energy, and then you're going to make something, and then you'll just get mad about it. And, mm -hmm. like, I feel like the important thing is to sketch and let go. Whatever you don't like, just let go of it. Don't necessarily delete it. Just move on. Like, put it in a little folder. If it's taking up too much data, compress it. Open it up later if you really want to. But, like, don't get so attached to your drawing that you don't move on. Because, like, you can draw the best eye, but you might put it in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. And dreading that for the rest of your life isn't going to help you get better <laughs> and it's not going to help it help you get to the next day that's like working out like you don't want to blow yourself up you want to make you want to you want to show up tomorrow you want to show up the next day and you want to show up the next day if you're able to if you're able to work out every day that's incredible do that if you're able to put out a piece every day, that's incredible. Do that. But if you're not able to do that, don't lie to yourself. Like, I feel like kind of like introduce habits, like what I said yeah. before. Like, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that. That was a lot, but that's how I feel about that. That was, that was a pretty good answer. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything, and I'm interested uh with what you said with the attachment because i know for a fact that's how i was uh maybe uh maybe two or three years after i got into my flow with digital art uh coming mm. into college or so mm. um i had lost the ability at that time to enjoy just a sketch enjoy a do i forgot what doodling really felt like until i got back into uh thumbnails this year and it's like hey that felt great and it's just like i mean that's just prep and it's like it's not the serious thing and it's like that felt fun it's small it felt easy to do and i i actually enjoyed it where it's like hey i could do this for like recreational time and it's not work it felt great and yeah. so yeah, it's like that's just something I could put onto a story. It's like, hey, I made this today. I hope you guys like it. And it's not like presented. It's just like, hey, did this versus, hey, uh, I, I say, I talked about the process and everything. It's like I did this. It, even if it's minimal, it's more like a presentation for that kind of thing versus it's a doodle. That's all it is. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it felt great, and it was. It made me realize, um, um, especially when you said that about attachments, um, even earlier this year for the few Instagram story posts that I made, um, I didn't put much effort into it, but even at the same time, I wanted it to kind of support the 
aspect ratio as well. So I still put planning into it. Uh, and so that took away a little bit from the enjoyment aspect of it. It was still fun to get into that kind of confinement of working within the ratio. But then it's like to have the thumbnail and just have no limitations. You're just making something pretty easygoing in its prep. It's not the final piece. Nobody's really going to see it unless you want to post it. It's like I didn't feel like there were any pressures on it for once. And it was really, really nice to feel. Yeah. I feel like that's something a lot of artists aren't letting themselves do. Yeah. Me, myself particularly. Like I said, I figured this out this year, like the attachment thing. Because mm -hmm. uh, I was diving back into art. And then I realized my skill level wasn't where I wanted it to be. And that's really unfair. Like, really yeah. unfair to believe that, like, jump, I'm jumping back into art right now after taking in a hiatus basically for, like, three years mm -hmm. and expecting myself to be, like, as good as I was three years ago and better, which is, like, unrealistic. Because, like, all of my muscle memory is, like, basically... It's like not doing a push-up for three years. Like, <laughs> like that kind of thing. But I mean, I did some sketching, so like all of my practice that I did was all on traditional. It was never digital. And I was expecting myself to be Picasso on digital. And it didn't work. And it was very frustrating. And I was like, why am I not good? And then I was like, oh, I'm being an asshole about this. <laughs> like, I'm not just giving myself time and I'm also not using the medium that I usually do. That's why I'm scanning stuff in now. Cause like I I'm a pencil guy, like <laughs> I'm a pencil guy and I like inking on digital mm -hmm. and like, I like colors on digital cause it's very forgiving. <laughs> you can get a yeah. little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I think my process is definitely traditional to digital and then I can just make the scale however I want on digital. And then like, the details aren't bad because the scale is pretty good at resolution for some, like the scan is really good at resolution. I mean, so it's very easy to blow up and I don't lose any of, I don't get any of pixelated result. That also might be a Mac thing too. Wink, wink. But yeah, I just like that. I have a flow now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time that I started. Oh, really? When I got clip studio paint, and it's like, whoa, this program, it's so cool. It looks so professional. It's like, it was um, Photoshop, but at the same time, wait, yeah, Photoshop? Yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. I don't even use it that much, I forgot. It's like, Photoshop, yeah. but then it's like, it's more drawing intuitive. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. And then I got into my process as well over like the coming years of how, even how I name layers, how I organize the layers. It's like, you can use color coding for the layers. So if I have, for one example, one um outlying example um if i make a copy of something to try to experiment with the original that i copied from will be color coded the the literal layer that you grab and move i color code that green and then the copy that i'm experimenting with is either like orange or yellow and it's like it just feels really satisfying to get into that kind of flow that you're talking about wait explain that again so uh, you know how um you can grab and move the layers in your layer window in Clip Studio? Yeah. So there is a small little drop-down box where you can select a color to uh, color coat uh, the selected layer that you have in that window. And so I use that to organize if I have an original, say like if it's an original like rough layer or original ink layer. Uh, if I want to experiment with something else that kind of branches away from my original vision, uh, that may lead to like a different outcome. It's like, oh, okay, I did something completely different. Um, the different branch, I color code that a different color, so like yellow or orange. Huh. Mm -hmm. And so that helps me not get lost in my layers because I remember in Paint Tool Sci, which I used before Clip Studio. Oh, um, yes. I had, um, I would always get lost with all the different folders that I had for specific layers because I remember I was so reliant on how 
raster layers worked, and so you didn't have to erase anything mm. um, if you just made a new layer. And I made a layer for, like, a single eye, then another eye, and then maybe the lips, and then the head itself, and then the body, then legs, arms, separately. And I, it's, like, right there, it's, like, at least, at least seven layers. That's a lot. Now, yeah, <laughs> right? And so now, uh, Clip Studio, I've since then uh, been able to just do a rough in, like, one layer, and then the ink in one layer. And so if I decide to make, like, a really big experiment change with say the ink layer uh then i just make at this point i have three layers and then the experimental one is like color-coded orange and the original ink is green and so even then it's just like okay i know which ink is which and so i don't lose track of that hmm. mm -hmm. that's an interesting way of doing things yeah yeah and so yeah it's all about wanting to stay in clip studio i guess for in terms of program to use i don't I just like this program i don't give a yeah. fuck about no goddamn photoshop. Yeah, photoshop i'll have to use it later maybe i don't have money for that <laughs> yeah photoshop yeah you can have more in-depth brushes and whatnot and not many people make brushes for clip studio compared to photoshop hmm. i was like that's cool i mean you can make um there's like more in-depth and professional stuff in Photoshop, but it's not really in tune with like the drawing drawing side that the drawing background that Clip Studio has because professionals around the world use Clip Studio too. Yeah, I think I still yeah. want to use Photoshop, but for now, Clip Studio is my home. I'm going yeah. to sit here. And then when I have the money to pay for that, I'm going to pay for that. Like whatever, like there's probably a way to do it. But right now I'm just going to focus on what I have. Yeah. Like, I could I could accomplish what I want to with the tools that are available to me. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing with Illustrator. I only use Illustrator to make vectors. <sighs> That's the only thing I use it for. I don't create anything. Um, I use, um, what's it called? Uh, Sketchbook Pro for, like, mm. um, I like the rulers on there. Oh, so I'll okay. use that for more linear stuff for, like, designs i suppose but i don't really use it too much mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. all i have to say about that <laughs> that's a whole different story yeah um how you feeling i think we may have exhausted all that we may have on the top of our heads today you think i have one last thing oh one last thing okay yeah what do you um so this i guess is a personal question for me, yep. not a broad question. If I was making a video for art, what would you like to see in it? And that, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. It's kind of a hard question. So, a video for art. Yeah, like um, if I were to make an art show or just something about what I do with art, how would how do you think I would do it in an entertaining way, or how would you like to see it, or what would you like to see from me? I guess. Uh, I guess for maybe like a good pilot or introductory first episode kind of spiel. Uh, kind of like a day in the life where if that's something that you're looking to do, uh, if you're comfortable with, um, mix of like vlog, like live action, and then you can get into the process. Uh, it's like, it's literally a breakdown of not your mentality, but how you prepare yourself for the day to make the specific work that you do. And so okay. I find that really interesting to like, it's like, oh, it's not just the work. It's not just the, the tools and programs. It's like, oh, this is how he prepares himself to use the tools and make the stuff. And you don't really see that very often. Mm. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That was a lot better insight than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. I'm gonna break that down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you can link it to like, um, and that gives like more stuff to talk about if you want to do like a voiceover during, um, maybe the creative process itself. It's like, oh, the reason why I do this and this is like it gives me better concentration for the day. Like, I know for me, something that you introduced me to was, um, um, 
daily exercise and it's like i felt fantastic <laughs> you need to get back to that i need to it's I like need to as well i'm not as in gear with it because uh i don't know i've been thinking weirdly about just exercise at mm. butt fuck in the morning when i get from work i'm just worried about my heart modestly at that time oh wow yeah but trying to introduce other versions of exercise into my life when my day's off so Yes, exercise was definitely key for me as well. I'm trying to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, because for those of you out there who might be skeptical, it's not even like an all-day thing. This is just like a morning or like afternoon, early evening routine. It has real good effects, real good benefits. Yeah. Do not knock it. Try it out, please. All right. Uh... Well, I think that's a good note to end on for today. Yeah. It's very insightful for me. That was a good episode for me. I think this was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning into the podcast Between Two Froes. Did not introduce ourselves at the beginning, but it's totally fine. I have an introduction for that. Uh... Do they even know our names? Do, did I say I'm Joe? You're Scott I mean, yet? I said, I mentioned your name at one I mentioned point. your name too. Dude, our podcast is so professional. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Totally, totally going on. No, exactly. Hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool. Good work today, Scott. Good work, Joe. Catch you next time. <laughs>